There we go. Okay, no restarting, y'all. There we go. Okay, no restarting, y'all. There we go. Okay, no restarting. All right. Sorry about that. Well, if I don't know when we went out, but we were just talking to Mr. Chris about his big accomplishment by CB, um, making the must-read indie comics list on CBR at number two. And we're going to get him. We're we going to get you number one. <laughs> I, I am happy with, with number two. I have no... Um, I really, I'm, I'm the guy who I like to be number three at everything that I do because <laughs> when you hit number one, everyone kind of expects you to stay number one. Number two is always trying to be number one, but number three is just always consistently there. You know, um, yeah. for a long time, I tried to be number one in everything and I never got really far. Uh, you know, I was top person at work. I was always getting accolades. I still have like sales records at every job I've ever had. And every time I went up for a promotion, they, I was too good. You know, they couldn't they couldn't replace the number one guy. But you know who got promoted? The number three guy. So I always <laughs> said, I'm going to stay number three. And so as long as we're like two or three, I'm fine. I think number one might stress me out. That, that puts a lot of expectation on us, you know? <laughs> hey, man, you know, sometimes. As far as like top books, though, I... I did read an article that really to get noticed in the industry, you need to break the top 200 and that's it. Um, okay. Cause the first top hundred books are already picked. You know, those are Marvel DC image books. Those already have Netflix and everybody else after them. I think everybody's goal is to get, you know, a movie deal or a, some that kind of table. deal. Yeah. So if you hit the top 200, you're fine. So, that's kind of my next goal is to see if we can get, you know, on the top 200 that takes diamond distribution or one of those big distribution companies to finally pick us up. So that's the next goal. That'd be nice. Um, I think you're yeah. going to reach it because I like the idea you have. Cause like I said, I, even though I'm not, a, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not playing D and I want to get into it. Just can't find nobody to get into it. I think it's such a cool concept that it's a D and D style story and the print, like like the premise, your premise is unique. Thank so you. I think your premise is very unique because I've never heard of nothing like it, and it's and it's fun. Like it like it it's, it's really fun. So I, I think I'm cool. pretty sure you'll crack the top two hundred. I don't not, I don't think it'll be an issue. Um, I'll hang about the angles to that when we get I to that hang, level where we can, you know. Yeah. And I will hang them by the ankles until they make you in the top two. <laughs> that, that's how that's going to go. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a total. We'll hit about 42 books in this series. We launched our second book as well, Mr. Wizard and Friends. But okay. it's a it's piggybacking on crit because I don't want to I don't want to divide my fan base at all. And I don't want people to have to buy multiple books just to to get into everything uh, right what i do is i'm putting four pages at the end of every crit issue with mr wizard and friends <clears throat> okay so you get <clears throat> excuse me you get the core story of crit but then you also get to pick up mr wizard and friends because mr wizard and friends is a tv show that exists within crit's universe okay so you get to watch the tv show that happens and that story is unique too because that one that one is about <laughs> these three guys who um essentially get blessed with the powers of these uh greek gods 
to fight the um, a battle on Earth against other gods that have taken over the bodies of some of the most famous people in the world. So the premise is all these gods that have existed over time didn't have um, any power over Earth anymore because, you know, Christianity and these other religions had kind of taken over over time. Okay. And it pushed out these other gods. So they didn't have that, that, uh, that, you know, no one was believing in them anymore. They were myth instead of God. So they had no power. Well, if you look at society, we actually, um, worship, you know, superstars and ourselves right. where influencers have more impact now than religion. So the gods saw it as this way of, you know, getting an in. So they inhabit, like Justin Bieber is uh, Hades, you know, because. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, so they take over all these random superstars. And these three guys are part of a, like a resistance crew who are actively trying to fight against these gods. And um, they once they get the power of these other gods, instead of actually using these powers, they realize, well, wait a minute. Why don't we just become more popular than the gods and then people worship us and they'll kick them out okay. and the whole thing ends with a wwe match in the middle of hell uh, the portal to hell they uh uh randy savage comes up from hell and body slams the devil um it's it's an interesting story <laughs> but it's all dnd this happened again in, in a and setting so oh, dnd always devolves into two things it either turns really weird sexual stuff or it turns into an all-out wrestling match in my 15 years of playing, those are about the two outcomes I've experienced every single time. Sound like two great outcomes to me. <laughs> yeah, it's very unique. Um, you know, I've had games where the the DM, I love telling this story. The first game I ever have happened, I uh, played, I actually hated because the DM was just terrible. <laughs> and not only did I get him to quit the game, he quit his job the next day because he hated me so much and we worked together. <laughs> Dang, what'd yeah. you do to him, man? Uh, is this a PG channel? <laughs> or oh, no, man. Okay. Oh, no. Um, I like to ask. So pretty much he had given me the power of body. So I was like, He-Man meets Mr. Fantastic. I, I was super strong, but I was also able to manipulate any of my appendages and stretch and you know i could grow bigger everything uh he gave my buddy brad the power of mind and he was like the most powerful like psionic there ever could be right. so uh i got really bored of the game and he kept he kept making it so we couldn't do anything that we actually wanted to do and the whole purpose in DD is being able to create your own story and have fun Right. Well, none of us were having fun. We all met like before the game, and I was like, "This sucks." Like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> and again, this is the first time playing. Um, so we get in there, and he puts us in this like battle against this big giant demon thing th that, like, you know, it's like he he pretty much describes it as like this big giant bull, like a monster right. bull that's just massive. So. The way the turns went was Brad was before me. And uh, so I got with Brad on the side and I said, hey, 
when it's your turn, I want you to daze him to where he's in a trance and he can't realize what's going on at all. Like he is out of it. He's been roofied beyond, like beyond belief. And so he goes and, you know, again, this guy didn't even give us the ability to like really roll. We would just tell him what we wanted to do. And right. then he would roll to determine if we could do it. So, you know, Brad has the power of mind. There's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't be able to do this. So he rolls, he gets to do it. Comes to my turn and I said, okay, so I want to move behind the bull. He's, you know, clearly he, he's in a trance. So he's not even going to notice that I'm behind him. He's like, right. yeah, yeah, you can get behind him. He's like, are you going to flank him? He was all excited about this too. He's like, so you're going to like flank him? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to get behind him. I want to get on his flank. I figure, you know, that way I can get a little bit extra damage on him. He's like, yeah, 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 you can. I said, so, and then I want to grow to be like as big as he is. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're, you have that power. There's no reason why you couldn't do that. I said, okay. And I want to grab him like by the back, by like right on the hind part of him. And he's looking at me. I was like, okay, I mean, there's nothing stopping you. And I was like, <laughs> and then, then I just want to insert my dick and I want it to go straight through his entire body. Because I can do that. Because I can stretch my arms and the other appendage. So there's no reason why I can't do this. And he looks at me, and he just closes his book, and he says, we're done. And he He's like, angels descend from heaven. They kill you all. Good night. Walks out of the game. Just leaves us there. And I was like, what did I do? I was laughing, and I was like, we've just created a special move called the mindfuck. That's what we called it. And... Um, so the next day, you know, I was actually this guy's boss, too. So the next day he calls in sick and he doesn't come to work. He doesn't show up two days in a row. And then my boss calls me and says that he transferred to a different store. <laughs> like straight up just transferred, didn't come back to work, nothing. And he was like, what did you do to him? And I said, we were playing D&D and I literally fucked his character. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's that's probably the most hilarious D&D story that I have. You legit fucked the willpower right out of him. I did. All, all, all um, of his will just left his body. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like that guy anyway. So you know, I'm fine. It was just, it was just like the buildup is just so funny because even as you were telling it, I was like, okay, now he has to catch on. Now I knew he had to catch on at, at some point because as soon as you said, "I'm gonna come behind him," I said. He's going to fuck this bull. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he didn't pick up on it. He actually thought that I was trying to play like like strategically. <laughs> and no, not at all. Uh, that, that was the most fun I had in that session. And then uh, then we started on playing Mass Effect. We uh, made our own Mass Effect game and played that. So that was a lot of fun. No, Okay, okay. So I got a question for you, sir. Mm-hmm. You are you are an avid fan of D and D. No, back in the day, they tried to do a D and D movie, didn't do well. <laughs> didn't, didn't quite work out. Not really, no. So my question to you is: How do you feel about them trying again with uh with the lovely and handsome Chris Pine? Uh so the the scenes I've seen from it look fun. I mean, yeah. Um, do you think they can get it right this time? I don't think there's a way to get D&D right. I think what they need to do is just make a good movie with D&D themed things. Right. And I think we'll be happy. 
it's really hard because D and D is such a randomized thing. Right. They're either going to go really tongue in cheek and make it to where the the story itself is very self aware that it's in D and D. So. I think that's- I think the, that's the route is going because they they make a reference about so you're a dungeon master. Uh, I'm, I'm like waiting like so you're the planner. He says yeah, I'm the planner. It's like so, what does that entail? I make the plans, and if the plans don't work out, I make a new one. And just, and they just said that's stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, again, it really depends on how tongue in cheek they go, right? Because if they make it to where like, um the the characters say like that's a critical failure and you see them critically fail i don't know i i'm i'm gonna watch it because right. they're trying um you know there's there hasn't been any uh red flags on that movie for me yet i'm the type of person where i just really like to watch fun movies i don't like when they get mixed up and all that other crap that i don't really care about you know right. uh yeah, I, I just I, I think it's gonna be fun, and that's that's really all that we need to focus on. I I just watched Black Adam, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, oh yeah, did it make sense? Not everything, but does it have to? <laughs> no, it's a comic book movie. It's not supposed to make sense. It's just supposed to be a bunch of dudes beating each other up. You know, <laughs> like I'm about to say that was basically a beat 'em up. That was legit, like basically a beat 'em up video game in movie form. <laughs> uh, yeah, when though. I came out. I called my buddy, who's a big Dragon Ball Z fan. And he was like, how was it? I said, it reminded me a lot of Dragon Ball Z because it was just a lot of beat him up, lose, beat him up, lose. How do we How do we get better? Oh, we team up with him to fight the batter guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, and by batter guy, it, it was, yeah, we're going to team up and fight this shitty CGI monster <laughs> with, I mean, with, the, with the skeleton minions. It, what, what else? I, I mean... An, to be honest, I've thought of a billion other things they could have done, but they introduced some good characters. All of the characters did a good job; like all the acting was there. the The comedy was in good spots. Um, that was my big fear was it was just going to be too dumb. And because when you watch The Rock, you always get The Rock, right. but you could tell The Rock was trying to be a character instead of being The Rock, which I did appreciate. He was trying, given he can only do so much as the rock, you know. I mean um, the I mean the cat the character of Black Adam, he, he he's really not a very he, he he's not a boisterous character anyway. He's just no, I'm angry. I'm angry. There's there's not there's not many dynamics to that character, which is right. fine. Um but I went in just to watch a fun movie. Right. Oh, it was fun all right. Yeah. Like I said, I I think on my show, I gave it the equivalent. I gave it a store bought, which is the equivalent of like you know, if it's on TV, it's a fun it, it it's a fun watch. Like I told, I said in my review, if you're there for fun, go for it. If you're there for any type of character development, don't go to this movie <laughs> because they they, <laughs> they, they there's no character huh? development. I said it's a rock movie. There's no character. Well. Development. Well, I don't know. Like The Rock, he was—I thought he was a fun, very fun character in the Jumanji movie, especially the second one, when he was when he was when he was basically playing Danny DeVito in The Rock's body. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I I personally like The Rock. 
you know, even oh, yeah. though he doesn't do the most amazing films. One thing that he said during everything was that he was just trying to make a movie for the fans. Right. And, I mean, really, what are the fans of Black Adam, for instance, really want? They just want to see the dude wreck shit all day. Oh, you know? he did. <laughs> and he did. Like, he's killing people left and right, like, just destroying stuff. I mean, in, The Rock didn't have to put a lot of work into it because it's just all green screen. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, he got jacked for, like, five scenes. The rest of it was all green screen, so he was fine. Um, what I liked coming from that movie was that now we're getting, you know, Gunn and the other guy. I forgot his name already. But those two guys are working on... You know they're going to head up the the DC movie division, and they right. could have chosen honestly just about anybody, in my opinion, to head up the movie division as long as they have somebody that's trying to keep some kind of cohesion between the movies because right. that's what we didn't have. And they're not trying to copy Marvel, but you can't deny, like even look at Star Wars. You know, Star Wars fell on its face because they didn't have somebody there to direct the flow and keep the cohesion from movie to movie. Well, they had somebody there. She just don't know what she's doing. She wasn't there. <laughs> she was there in name only. The rest of her time, she was just trying to promote whatever she was promoting. And it definitely wasn't Star Wars. Um, <laughs> you know, I won't get into my, my spiel on Star Wars. But... I'm, right I'm right there. I don't trust you. We can have a whole show about Star Wars. Because besides Endor. Up above my finger? That is all I... Star Wars books. That's all I have left. I've moved over like 80 times. I had upwards of 100 books that I had read from a kid, from being a kid. Um, I've read the books. I've seen the movies, seen the TV shows, played the games. I'm really big into the actual lore of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, a friend of mine and I, we talk roughly every other day at this point, sometimes every day. And at least one hour a day, we talk about Star Wars. Um, because right. we both have like read the wiki, we, we know a lot, and right. they didn't have to give us much with those movies, but they needed to stay within the universe that was created and established, right. and they just couldn't do that. I, I mean, Seven was just this safe, like, hey, we're gonna rehash what you already know just to get everybody back. Okay, cool, you know, where are we gonna go with this? You've dropped some some cool things that absolutely never paid off. But then eight comes out and you're like, since when did the do, you know, <laughs> communications have a static or a problem? You know, we've had literally interdimensional uh, communication this entire time from like decades beforehand. And now over all of a sudden you're going to tell me a ship like a hundred yards in front of another ship is going to have some kind of communications problem. No, right. that was BS. That was the dumbest thing I ever heard. The can you hear me now thing. Like that that made me mad. I'm like, I'm not watching Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm watching Star Wars. Right. And then Gravity Bombs in Space, that was whoever designed that probably needed to go to science like take a science class. Even maybe maybe like a middle school science class to figure out that there's no gravity in space wouldn't work. Um you know, and then then the the thing that made me want to walk out was just Leia. Like, I oh, was Mary Poppins. <laughs> I was literally on the verge. Like, I, I was ready to actually really like that movie because I thought they were killing her at that point. I really right. thought that was our send off. 
and talk about impacting the story and showing you the um, the gravity of the situation they're in, where you literally just kill a main character in the first thirty minutes, right. and in in a way that was like beautiful to me because, and I say this all the time, we were all introduced to Leia in space, right? Right as kids or even as adults, whatever age you were when you first watched those movies, you were introduced to Leia in space. The actress dies, and what do they do? They literally send her off into space to break into a billion different pieces and turn into space dust. That would have been beautiful. But no, they suck her back in the last minute. Yeah. And and then they, they kill friggin' Luke, who's still alive and could have actually like carried a movie by himself. Yeah, and and like I said, the second movie, like the th- the second movie, I really don't hate as much many people. I actually kind of liked it because I liked some of the ideas that they were throwing out there with the whole with the whole thing about Luke rescinding the Jedi. I'm like, you know what? I like that because I've always thought the Jedi they are pieces of shit. <laughs> they <laughs> they they are the they are the cause to a lot of problems. I personally think that the Jedi are the bad guys in the story. Oh no, they are. Oh, oh no! They they, they they kidnap kids. They they basically kidnap kids from their families. Have they don't let them fuck? That that that's that's the main yeah. sin. They don't let them fuck. Uh, um, oh no! You can have sex. You just can't fall in love. Oh, so basically today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and like I was liking that idea. Then I was liking how they were saying, "Let the past die." Because in my mind, I'm like, please let the past die. Because Star Wars fans, some Star Wars fans, I hate to say, it, some of them are the reason why Star Wars cannot grow. Because when they get something new, they don't like the new; they like the old. And when you get the old continuously, you get what I like to call um, Star Wars, uh, PBS Star Wars. It's just very friendly and no stakes whatsoever. That's why I'm loving Endor. Because even though we all know how the story is going to end, I'm I. I love how like oh y'all are actually treating this like like an adult show, like there's actual stakes. People are actually dying. <laughs> like in that last episode, have you watched it? Have you been keeping up with? Andor? I haven't seen the latest episode of Andor. Actually, my wife canceled Disney Plus on me. So oh, <laughs> uh, did you watch the heist episode? Yeah, I watched that one. See, and they did something. I was I was finally glad when somebody says I'll. Somebody had some com- common sense when somebody says I cover you in movies. They normally don't get hit with no bullets at all. But lo and behold, when somebody said, I'm a, like, I'm going to cover you, they, they get blessed. Like, that is what's yep. supposed to happen. Bullets are not magically just going to miss you. Andor has played it safe. Um, they've given quality content with a Star Wars name. Um, right. We haven't had – you know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, you know what's interesting about Andor is nobody really loves it, but nobody really hates it. And with Star Wars right now, that's a good thing. Right. It hasn't there there it hasn't really divided the fan base. You have a few people that say it's boring, but those are people that wouldn't like that type of show no matter what. Right. You know, it's not high action, it's high drama. Um, it's intense political drama is really what it is. Right. And like your fans of House of Cards, they would like it. But your fans of Dragon Ball Z aren't going to like it. 
But right. then you take those same fans and you give them uh, well, <laughs> uh, uh, Kenobi, you know, Obi-Wan. And that show just divided the fan base um, almost as rocking. bad as the, the new trilogy. I was, rock- I was rocking with that show until they had a nerve to put a filler kid rescue mission episode in there. That's, that's why I said, I fucking hate this show. Why you would you were you were you were going places and then you put that BS child rescue. First of all, Leia got captured again, which made me even more upset. Like you just saved her. Yep. How was she getting captured again? And the whole thing with the whole thing with him looking like a homeless person while they're escaping. I said so nobody notices. A homeless dude with a big ass hump in in his trench coat that clearly is not an imperial officer. That show just got stupid. But I'm that, the- that was the problem with the whole show. They they just kept making these dumb stumbles that they couldn't respond. Like there was a lot of these moments that were the same as the new trilogy, right? Like where they just like like Ray Ray whatever her name is happens to find the communicator that he dropped like an episode before right? oh yeah like, he just happens to find that how does that yeah. how does that even happen or what really yeah. kind of got to me was they weren't following their own rules so if you go back to the um the sequel trilogy right, right. they're trying to open a blast door with lightsabers and they're literally taking time to bl- to get through this blast door why it's a damn blast door it's, right really thick your lightsaber doesn't just slash through it so right her team is like prepped up with a what like a gatling gun giant blaster to blast through this door and she just walks up with a lightsaber and slices through it i was like come on even the dark saber in mandalorian took time to get through a door right and I'm like, yeah. so your little spinny blade thing, you're going to tell me that's better than any other blade in all of history of Star Wars? No. Right. And it just seemed like everything in that show was just, oh, here it is. Oh, here it is. Like, yeah. it didn't like, make sense I, to me. Like, I didn't hate that show. One show I just hated was the book of the book of Boba Fett. Oh, oh, I hate that show. <laughs> I, hate that I didn't show. hate it. I just didn't really like it because it was boring. Oh, oh no! no I, as soon as I saw them Power Rangers in that show, I'm like, I fucking hate this show. Y'all made me hate Boba Fett, and I used to love Boba Fett from the comics and the books. Now I never want to see that stupid helmet ever again. And then so I guess they couldn't give us Boba Fett. You realize this? Yeah, we because got the Boba Fett we wanted with the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So I was like, at that point, there was no point of doing a Boba Fett show. But hey. Star Wars make money, and dumbasses like me are going to pay for Disney Plus to watch yep. this. But I will say this though: I'm probably one of the few people that love this show. I love Andor just because, for some fact, I'm getting something that they that's different. It feels different. Some of these parts don't feel like Star Wars, and I like that because the Star Wars that we have gotten for the past. I want to say 20 years it just felt the same and i just feel like some of this world it feels lived in i like seeing the corporate side of star wars because i like seeing that oh there's people in star wars that's like me and hate their job <laughs> like, yeah i mean uh i will i will agree with you that we're getting something we haven't gotten 
in a while, um, which is quality writing, to be honest. Right. Um, it it follows itself pretty well. It does a good job of th- telling the story it wants to tell, and it doesn't really like it doesn't really stumble like the other ones. The every other show just seems like we want to have this character, right. and we just want the character to be the story. You know, Obi Wan didn't have a lot of thought put into it. It was just we want a show about Obi Wan. This right. is we want to get from point A to point B. So how do we tell the story of getting from point A to point B? Um, which I think is why this show is doing better is because Cassian is the main character, but we're following him as he gets us to uh, Rogue One. Right. So they they have a plan to get him there. Whereas with Boba Fett, it was like, hey, we just want to show about Boba Fett. Wouldn't it be cool if he was like a gangster? No. <laughs> um, and and at at first that was a cool concept. Like, oh, it's kind of, it's gonna be like a mafia show. And then I was like, this is he is a bitch. Like <laughs> I never thought I would say Boba Fett's a bitch. <laughs> I mean, with the amount of people that told him no, I was like, this is the same guy. That was just going to kill Han Solo just to kill him, you know? Right. <laughs> like, like, there's a dude that legit says nobody respects you. He says it flat out to his face. I'm like, the, the Boba Fett I know would have put a hole in that dude's head. Right. <laughs> there was a lot of moments like that. But to me, it still wasn't the worst thing we had ever gotten. Um, I enjoyed the the Western showdown at the end, that was kind of fun, but it took the Mandalorian, you know, Mando saving the day. Um, which again, we're never going to get proper Boba Fett because proper Boba Fett is the Mandalorian. He's oh, about oh no, like that, like Boba Fett's dead to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> Boba Fett's dead to me. At that, that, Kathleen Kennedy and uh, Robert, um, uh, was it Robert Rod- Rodriguez, Rodriguez? They made they made me hate Boba Fett. <laughs> I never want to. I never want to see that stupid mask ever again. I don't want to see the actor that played him actually came out and said, "Like, all right, so we did the story you wanted to tell. Now, can we make Boba Fett a badass again?" Yeah, like, and I was like, if they give him another show, I'll support the actor because I know he wants to make something better now. Right. Um, I think he was along for the ride, didn't know where it was going to go. And then he saw the end with because there was a couple interviews that you could tell he just wasn't too thrilled about it, right? Um, and I, I loved the line where he was like, "Can we just make him a badass?" And I was like, "So if they give him another show, I'll check it out because I think I, I like to support the actors and hoping that they actually you know do something with it." But if we right. get three episodes in and we get techno riders and him walking around without his helmet on the entire time, getting told how much of a bitch he is. I'll probably tune out. Like it just, and also one problem I've, I've had, I guess, on the, like I'm just biased towards Andor because for one, I'm not. There's not full episodes of them on a fucking sand planet. I got so I I, I see why Anakin why why Anakin felt the way he did because oh, I fucking yeah. I fucking hate sand. I hate sand. I've seen it. It's one. It's, it's uh, what is it? It gets everywhere. <laughs> Course and it gets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god. Even it, even in um, like, at, like Obi Wan, like thank, like when I saw the trailer for the first time, I like thank God. 
thank God there's not going to be an episode full of sand. And lo and behold, even though they weren't on Tatooine, they were on a planet that had a bunch of sand. I'm like, why? Mm. Because that's where they had the film, the ability to film and get it done, I guess. I don't know. It was stupid. And, and they use that new technology that they use. So they're not on location. Like, nope. so I don't know. So it's like, do they have a contract with somebody that makes artificial sand and they got to put it in everything? There, I, I just really hope the next Mandalorian, um, we get a lot of just space. That's what I want to see is just more space. Yeah, because that's what Star Wars is about. It's about a galaxy far, far away, not a galaxy in your backyard. Like that's basically how the movies work. It's like, oh, this desert far, far away, and this other yeah. desert, other desert. Yeah. And and the Skywalkers are the only family in Jedi's in this universe. Nobody else. Yeah, that got real. I mean, I enjoyed the. Like even with with Ray and stuff when they introduced Ray, I really didn't hate the idea of Ray. I hated the idea of Ray being somehow Palpatine's whatever. I would have enjoyed it more if she was just some random chick on. Yeah, yeah. Like I I remember this clearly because I was in the theater opening night. I remember this theater opening night. I'm surprised I didn't get kicked out because as soon as he says, "You're a Palpatine," I said. Get the fuck out of here with that. I said that out loud. I said, no. I know. I know y'all did not just say that she is Palpatine. And then at the very end, when they asked her what her name was, and she said Skywalker, I said very loudly, fuck you, and walked out the theater. I I didn't even see it in theaters. It's actually the only Star Wars movie I've never seen in the theater. You were lucky. You yep. were lucky. I refused because, you know, I saw eight and I knew eight was trash and I saw all the plot. Well, I mean, giving away Palpatine in the trailer. Like, why do I even want to see the movie now? Now I know who the big bad is. Like the whole purpose in doing a trilogy is to build up to something powerful villain. And he came out of nowhere. Yeah, he wasn't there. Like they didn't drop any hints. It would have made more sense. To have, uh, you know, whiny Darth Vader wannabe um, Kylo Ren take over the mantle of Darth Vader and become the ultimate villain because he had been there the entire time. We had seen his whole story and like his fall to the dark side would have been better than watching somehow Palpatine came back, you know? Right. Um, And then, yeah, man. Even if even if he found all of that stuff that Palpatine had built and like that that area, whatever, and he just took over that mantle, that would have been more interesting to me to watch the character development of him go right. from the whiny guy who kills his dad all the way to you know Supreme Emperor powerful that's just murdering everyone. That would have been more fun because that would have right. given us a threat. How is right. Palpatine a threat from his hobbled little body? You know, like that didn't make sense. Yeah, and it was none, just of, really, none of that movie made sense to me. No, it, it was just it was just really funny because, like, when they kill Snoke off in the second one, like, okay, well, well maybe they'll bring him back. And then the very like what you see at the very beginning, it's like they it's like 
it's like Palpatine was keeping like Snoke's around, like they were just jars of pickles. I'm like, yep. okay. And then also, what made me so mad is I read the aftermath trilogy, like the Star Wars aftermath trilogy books. And after I got done reading, I was mad because I said I would much rather have this book trilogy as a movie than the bullshit that I got. See, I refuse to read the books because they kept releasing books to fix the crappy trilogy they released. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah. oh, well, maybe the fans will like it if we do this. And it's like, no, you had nine hours of my time. <laughs> like, you did nothing with it. Well, to be honest, I the Aftermath trilogy, it wasn't really fixing anything because because they still didn't fix a lot because it still didn't really talk about it. didn't explain the Knights of Ren and, and their motives. So... <laughs> But what it did to run for two seconds. They were dis they were they were mentioned yeah. in one movie and they were dispatched literally in a matter of seconds in another. And that's it. Yeah. And then in the books, they like like they kind of insinuate it's the Knights of Ren, but they never say it. But the thing that makes the books the thing that makes the books intriguing and I, something I want to see on screen is the story was actually good. You actually it felt like it it felt old but it wasn't following the old tropes the characters were actually fun characters and i think it was like the first openly gay, gay star wars character i've i've seen in the continuity who i think oh, um in the book sorry i was yeah. like i was thinking in the in the actual trilogy i was like the only new relationship we got was rose out of nowhere it made no sense you no, know it was like it was a um, it was a imperial defector or imperial officer who who defected, and I think he's not thinking about. It, I think he's the first openly gay Star Wars character because I cannot think of any other one. Man, he was he was actually my favorite character too because he was he was prissy. He he knew how to take care of himself. He he cared about people. Like from from these movies, I've never felt like these people cared about each other. I just felt like we're here because we have to be here. <laughs> um, there's so if if let me see, well, did you ever play that Super Nintendo game? Um, uh, what is it called? The one with Prince Sizor. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Um, there's a, there's like a a smuggler in this game on Super Nintendo, and I can't think of the name right now. But um, that that guy. I loved his story. I wish they would have made that into a trilogy. Right. Um, I wish they would have made Knights of the Old Republic into a damn trip. Like, I'm so glad that they finally made Revan canon. But at this point, like, I mean, it's kind of too late because people are tired of Jedi seeing Jedis at this point and Sith. Like, the fact that people don't, like, I've heard some people complain, like, they're tired of seeing Jedi. Like, that is sad because that's what was cool about Star Wars at first. <laughs> I think they're tired of seeing Jedi because we stopped getting Jedi that were done right. Right. Um, the problem that Star Wars faces and has always faced is that it's based on a loose science, right? They right. don't, all their rules ha are very loose. Whereas with like right. Star Trek, it's very hard rules. So it's, it's really difficult to break them. Whereas in right. Star Wars, it's like, oh, we have the Jedi, you know, they're, they just have a, an upper hand in combat. 
you know, right. in the first trilogy. And then in the, in the prequel trilogy, it's like, oh, no, they're space ninja wizards, you know? <laughs> and then they go from space ninja wizards to, I mean, we didn't even really have, you know, we can say that Ray and Kylo were, I don't know. It just seemed like, like that was, let's just throw together what we can and call it Jedi and Sith. They didn't even really have a Sith because... He was just a dark Jedi, not even really a Sith, in my opinion. Right. Um, I wish they would have done even the the Darth Bane trilogy. You know, like yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely the Darth Bane trilogy. Or you um, know what? Do you um, honestly? What I want to see some of the books be adapted. The Thrawn trilogy. I would have loved to see an adaptation of that. Talk about your political drama right there. You have it. I mean, he's he he was political. He was tactical. And yes, he was. He was devastating. Yeah, I just didn't. The only problem I had with him was like he kind of went out like a bitch. <laughs> like that was my only problem with him. They always, <laughs> I, you know, they, I feel like a lot of the characters in the books or in like that you liked always went out in this like. Man, he's a bitch, right? <laughs> like yeah. Palpatine, the original trilogy, gets thrown down a shaft. Like, oh man, what a bitch! Um, but the Eye of Palpatine was a good story as well that they could have adapted. Um, hell, even get away from Jedi and do the Bounty Hunters. Oh yeah, Bounty man, Bounty Hunters, Hunters is cool. If you just had a movie, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, and you literally had like Bosk and Fett and like that crew, right. and they're hunting down the Jedi or they're hunting down or anything, really give us anything. And and it's just, it's like take Fast and the Furious, where you have a bunch of the street gangs going after the number one spot, right? And put it with bounty hunters, and it would have oh, been yeah. fine. Um, the, I think also one of the problems that we're facing is part of the magic of Star Wars was we didn't get it every year. Yeah, that, I I think that, yeah, I think that's the same, like, like I was saying in our Black Adam review, that's why, like, I feel like Black Adam's not going to really do as well is because we get superhero movies every other month. Yeah. And we get shows. We get weekly shows every week. So it was like, if you're not bringing nothing new to the table, the casual fan is going to be like, well, Black Panther's just coming out next week. So I'll just go watch that. And Black Panther has an established fan base. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm staying away from Marvel for a little bit. I want to give Marvel some time to breathe because... I don't really think it knows where it's going um, at all. <laughs> like I've watched a lot of this new phase and I'm like, there's some interesting parts, but I'm like, where are we going with all this? Like, what is my time being invested in? Because yeah. there's a lot of stuff I just don't care about. So, you know, like, like She-Hulk, for instance, I didn't even want to watch She-Hulk. had nothing to do with it being She-Hulk. I didn't like Allie McBeal. And right. when I saw the pitch for She-Hulk, I was like, it's Ally McBeal with a, with a superhero, right? Right. Like, I don't care, so why do I want to watch it? It has, it has nothing to do with the content or the quality of the show. 
because um, I had to defend myself like three times on that. I was like, it has nothing to do with my feelings towards anything in the show. If I don't like that kind of show, why would I want to watch it, right? Right. Oh, well, you're getting Daredevil. Then why don't I just watch Daredevil? You know? <laughs> like, uh, if I watch like I give it to you. So so I just want to know where all this is leading to. If we're getting, you know, I'll watch maybe I'm I'm probably gonna check out Ant Man because it actually is supposed to bring Kang back. Um, right. But I didn't even really like uh uh Loki. You know, Loki was okay. Right. But I guess I'm getting that fatigue of like why yeah, am I, I think that's really watching these shows. Yeah, I think that's what it is because like me, like me, I'm like I'm not that person. Like, if you don't agree with me, then fuck your opinion. Like, I respect your opinion because for you, you think it's okay. It's some of the shows I've actually loved, not because they were Marvel shows, but because I looked at them as TV shows and I like the characters. But, like, I can understand someone you like, you like, why am I here? Like, like for She-Hulk, I can completely understand of people asking, well, some people, some people don't like She-Hulk because of dumb reasons. But, <laughs> but, I can get why I can get why someone like you like why am I here because she really doesn't lend itself to anything except for if you're a fan of sitcoms you might like it or like if, if you like fourth wall breaks you might like it but if you look for this to go where you might not like it Black Panther I'm looking forward to just because I thought they cut a really good trailer and I'm still holding hope I've been put pitching this for months I'm still holding hope that they will they will slowly start to introduce dr doom as being the mastermind behind some of these things because i feel like it only makes sense because dr doom is always there and dr doom is smart like that and dr doom would do something nefarious like that i I could i could get behind that um it is tough for me to to dedicate myself to a movie that I really don't care to watch, you right. know. Um, so I'll probably—I mean, I'll probably check it out. Just like I never watched the the, the last Thor movie, but then again, everyone ruined it for me. I mean, you don't got only only got no. Yeah, I heard there was no script for it. They just they just went in and made a bunch of jokes, and you got all you all you know is screaming goats. Screaming goats is all you need to know. <laughs> again. Nothing that I really cared to watch. Like, like, right. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll watch that one. Um, I'll watch Ant Man, but I like those characters. Right. I, I think that it's going to be so, so. The you know, to me, Black Panther. We're not getting Black Panther. We're getting Wakanda. Right. And I actually never really read the Shuri line where she took over as Black Panther. I liked her character in the first in the movies because she was in a couple different movies. I like the character, but I just don't feel as invested in that as I would like Ant-Man, where I actually, you know, I used to collect the old Ant-Man comics when the Avengers, I I know the story of Ant-Man a little bit better. Um, Right. I'm curious to see what they do with Kang. Uh, But I have no desire to watch a lot of the stuff they're putting out until Deadpool 3, which comes out my birthday. But (laughs) I think once, I think I think okay, so so far we have not had any direction whatsoever. Like, like even though I've liked some, of, even though I've liked some of these movies, 
I I do agree with you that there's no direction that like and also Kevin Feige even came out and said yeah I was away on some of these projects my finger was not on it and you it, you could tell because there was there was no direction or to anything it was it was basically yeah. like we're just twiddling our thumbs until I do think that Black Panther is going to lead it like since it's the end of a phase it's it's going to lead towards something because the next move we get is the Kang um the uh, Quantum Mania. And that's going to introduce Kang. And if y'all read the comics, Kang is a problem. Like, oh, I know. And- I, I like the story of Kang. I I guess I'm also curious who he is in this one because he's supposed to be Reed Richards' son. Yeah, yeah, his son in the future, or I think it's the future, or or multi. Comics are weird. He's going to have to be a multiverse. Just from the Reed Richards they gave us, he's going to have to be a multiverse character, right? Uh, you know. But I'm just I'm just curious where they're going with it, because right. Kang's being you know Reed Richards' son is nothing and like that that has no bearing on the character. You can right. make Kang a standalone character, right? right? Um, so I don't really care about his backstory, but Kang the Conqueror. Now I'm actually really hoping, like you said, where it is Doctor Doom, but until I, they start dropping those pieces for me, I just don't care. I feel like yeah. I feel like they're they're trying to consume my time with right. no payoff right now. And right. that's tough because there's a lot of other things I can be watching. And I've got to draw 42 books. I don't really need oh, to sit here. Yeah, you, so you're busy. You busy. <laughs> yeah. I work two full-time jobs. I have a family Woo. and you know, I, I create my own books. Tell me why I need to devour your content that has no payoff for me. Right? Right. Now it's different with like Deadpool. I like the character. Ant Man. I like the character. Yeah, because they're established. Even before, even as a comic book character, I I mean, I liked Iron Man before he came out, and he was like a B level hero before they made that movie. You know, yeah. he was a drunk. Yeah, he was on the Avengers, but really, Marvel's A list character was Spider Man. You know, yeah. Spider Man had a bigger fan base than anybody. Oh yes. Oh yeah, like Spider Man was actually even established that. He had a Spider-Man had a bigger fan base than any other superhero, including Superman, at one point in time. Oh, I be, I believe it because I want to. Now, don't correct me if I'm wrong because I, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, but I want to say that Spider-Man really started coming into prominence. I want to say it was like either the late '70s or the early '80s run of his comics, mm-hmm. whichever. Like, I want to say that's when he really started getting popular. Well, because, he got popular because he was also relatable because he was a kid. Yeah. He, yeah. And everybody I mean, could relate to him. And then you gave the Todd McFarlane run on him where everyone loved the art. And it made oh, him yeah. like darker, but also like the art style was cool. And then, I, I mean, they did ruin it with the clone. We don't talk about that. We don't yeah, we, talk about that. But um, <laughs> he had one of the better cartoons in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I love, I love that cartoon. And he had the better movie trilogy out of the superhero movies that we got at that time. Right. Now, Blade arguably was a lot better, but not a lot of people knew that Blade was a comic book movie. Well, Blade, um, well, the Blade trilogy, it fell flat with that third one because... Well, so did Spider-Man. Like, so did Spider-Man. Well, not, I'll say this. Well, I mean, like, they're both bad. But, like, Blade... <laughs> but Blade, because... Wesley Snipes, he 
He was crazy. He I don't know was, what happened, he but he went like crazy. The entire movie. <laughs> he was he wasn't hiding any anything. He was high the entire movie. Um, he wanted to be referred to as Blade while he was on set. Um, he talked to the cast and posted notes. He talked to Jessica Bill about some sex scene, referred to Ryan Reynolds as Cracker. I'm like, what is wrong with this man? Yeah, but Blade One still is one of the better superhero movies we've ever got. Oh, it saved Marvel. It, 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 I do this all the time. People got. People that love the MCU, you better thank that black vampire because he, mm-hmm. because well, when they were saying that that the first black superhero we got was Black Panther, I was arguing. I'm like, no, you guys no. never watched Blade. That was like when they, you know, when they were talking about the first, you know, female superhero we had um, in Marvel. I was actually bummed we didn't get Black Widow first. Right. I think if they had done Black Widow first and not done the storyline we got. I would have been happier giving us just a oh yeah like an espionage cool story not some cheeky backstory to introduce other characters but give us a story focused on her i would have yeah, enjoyed cause, that because the like like i was telling them like i think i said them up no like i was talking to my friends and i said <laughs> that that first that first act or like the first like 15 20 minutes of that movie it was a cock tease because it gave me something I was really enjoying. Like, wow, this actually feels like a spy espionage, like a spy family movie. And then it went to just the same old Marvel. I'm saying, y'all teased me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. they pulled a Wolverine oh, because yeah. that what they did to um, Taskmaster can never be forgiven. Oh no. And like I'm not gonna blame the actress because I thought no. I thought that the, the actress I feel like I like a lot of people don't like her because she's a woman. Uh, I can't believe we're still saying that in 2022. Yeah. But one one thing I did I did like about her taskmaster, like she was she she had she had a presence to her. Like she like when she stopped when she was beating the shell, like we were like, damn, she is actually intimidating. But then when they yeah. gave her no character at all. And if they you know Taskmaster, up. if you know Taskmaster, Taskmaster, he is he is cocky. Mm-hmm. He's cocky. He um they he literally heard. gave us Deadpool from Wolverine. Yeah. They did the yeah. exact same thing because she had no lines, she couldn't speak, she was all scarred up. And you know, speaking to your your comment about people hating her because she was a woman, it sucks because the actresses and the actors that get the heat for oh, yeah gender and race swaps it's like no one would have really cared say right. they, they chose a really cool female villain right. if they had just an established there's and that's the thing there's so many established female villains that it could have been right why they, why did we do this you know like in what room were you like hey you know there's not enough good female villains let's just take this one really cool male villain and let's destroy it right Right. And then what it does is people attack the actress, not because she did a bad job, because she just did whatever she was told. Right. right? That's like yelling at the, the person at the grocery store who's ringing your groceries out, and it costs more than you thought. All, right. they're, they're, all they're doing is their job. Right. You know? And I, it does suck that the actors and the actresses who are just cast take yeah. the heat. All they did was take a role. 
they're doing their job. You know, if someone yeah. comes to you tomorrow and says, Hey, I need you to do this for like 50 grand or a million dollars. Yeah, sure. Like, what do yeah. I have to do? <laughs> cool. You know, this is going to be fun. Um, it's really the, the people in the writing room and the company, you know, that, right. that, that are doing all that crap and like destroying it, not the actors and the actresses. Right. Um, and then, and then like, because like I, I said on my podcast, when we review the Resident Evil show, I was like, look, as a black man, like I, I even said, I said to the camera, as a black man, look, it's okay. You don't have to make every character black. Like Wesker, if you know the character Wesker, it, first of all, it makes no sense for him to be black because Wesker is basically an Ubermensch. An U- he is an Ubermensch that He's wants to make variant. a super race. He, he was, he was, yeah. Like, <laughs> and the thing that sucks the most about that, the actor they got is amazing. Oh, I love Lance. I love Lance Riddick, man. I love him I mean, so much. And I was like, I actually wanted to watch it because he was in it. Yeah. And I was like, I hate that he's this character. Not, I don't hate him. I just hate that they cast him as yeah. this character. Like, there's so many. They could have just made a new character. the The entire story of that show was brand new to us. It had nothing to do with Resident Evil. They didn't have to use Wesker. To be honest, Some they scientist. To be That's honest. To be honest, they could have just. I feel like the show. I wouldn't have hated the show that much if it was just a, a generic zombie show. But since it had the Resident Evil moniker on it, like um, my, my my co-host, she was asking me, "Why do I hate it so much?" Like you're a gatekeeper. Like, I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm just saying, even as a show, this is just structured very. It was structured bad. There was no. First of all, I saw leaks of the script months before it came out, and I was like this is horrible like there was a line about zootopia porn i said who who wrote this who who wrote this and then at the very end of the of the season season one when they had the nerve to put ada wong's name in there i said y'all can go to fucking hell (laughs) y'all yeah so my wife and i made it through and she's she likes the the original movies she likes the games um She's not as up on the actual story as I am, but she knows enough about Resident Evil to be like, oh, you know, hey, let's check it out. It looks interesting. Right. It's, it's a franchise we like. And I was like, hey, right. even if it's a good zombie movie or a zombie show, I can get past the name, the swaps, all that stuff. Cool, whatever. We'll watch it. We got up to the freaking worm, <laughs> the zombie worm, and we looked at each other. I, I was like, I'm done. Like, this is dumb. <laughs> It was, oh. it was, it was just oh, so, so you, dumb. Oh, so you, oh, so damn. So, oh, you would have really got, got a kick out of, out of uh, what they did to Wesker because they actually, because, you know, throughout the whole show, they were explaining, they were explaining, they kept putting it in our face that this is tied to, to, to the, to the video games because they keep referring to Wesker dying in a volcano. So then we go back to 2000, I want to say it's 2009, 2008. Like while while Umbrella's going after him and like Wesker's super powered at this point, they showed what Lance Riddick's Wesker looked like, and it was the funniest shit ever. He legit is that the one where he looked like Blade? He yes, he looked like Blade mixed with Count Chocula. It was the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life, and I was like. I was like, oh my God, Netflix don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> like Netflix. So, you know, a friend of mine and I were talking about this recently, and these companies realize that they can just take something that they want to do and slap a name on it, have no respect for the fan base, but because it has an established fan base, they know they'll get something, right? Right. And that's another reason why I, or in the past year, so like a couple years ago, I was one of those guys who I'd get mad about every time they screwed something up that I really liked. Um, right. You know, I've, I've invested a lot of time into my nerdy stories that I enjoy. Right. And I don't think the, the people that, that don't have the longevity in a series, even like something like Resident Evil, for instance, right? Um, these, fictional stories do have a lot of emotional connection to right. everybody. Let's just say, let's take a kid who comes from a, like a poor family and maybe doesn't have like the best home life. Right. Maybe right. his dad's a, an alcohol. Well, I'm just making up a story by the way, his dad's an alcoholic <laughs> or maybe his dad left and he's left with the mom or the mom left and left with the dad. Like there's so many different tough things that we go through in our childhood that, these fictional stories like Resident Evil, Star Wars, He-Man, right? Right. We we connect to them and they give us that escape from whatever situation we're going through. Right. Fast forward 20 years, these companies see I have a title that people watched 20 years ago. Nostalgia sells. These people have an emotional connection to it. Oh, there's a cool zombie. There's a. There's not a cool. There's a zombie story <laughs> we want to tell, um, but no one will watch this zombie movie or this zombie TV show because it has right. no background. Okay, cool. Throw Resident Evil on it. People will watch it, and that's what they do with a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, every company does it. Like Star right. Wars. You know, you made a comment before that you didn't really care. You didn't dislike Episode Eight that much. When I left episode eight, I said if it wasn't a Star Wars movie, I would have enjoyed it. Right. You know, aside from the one entire storyline that if you remove it has no bearing on the entire story whatsoever, which is just terrible writing by itself. Right. But, you know, I could have given it at least a six, a seven, instead of a negative score to where I want to bust my TV when it shows when it comes on. <laughs> People make fun of, and this this is where like I get really defensive and this is one of the reasons why i pulled back from a lot of stuff is because i was one of those kids i grew up in a tough situation i'm one of 11 kids my dad was disabled and right. my mom worked three jobs we were poor i was lucky if i had you know hand-me-downs from my brother right right so when star wars came out and these these things that i could attach myself to that were escapes from some of the hardships that we had when you when you get me excited about the continuation of this story that I absolutely loved, you know, shitty sand scene aside, um, <laughs> you know, it, it hurt. Just like the, right. the sequel trilogy or the prequel trilogy when that came out, I actually really didn't hate. I've never hated that trilogy. I never understood the hate towards Jar Jar. He just seemed dumb, but it was fun. Well, I can I can answer that. Oh. Uh, the thing about Jar Jar is, and George Lucas, I don't think he does it on purpose, but it's like, oh my God, I don't see how you don't see this. 
the thing about George Lucas is, you know, he's from an older generation, and that older generation, they they were they were showed stereotypes heavy back in the day. And if you look at a lot of George Lucas's original characters, it kind of comes off as stereotypical, kind of racist, because Jar Jar Binks, he is clearly like he, George Lucas was clearly inspired by what by what a, what you would stereotype as an African tribe member. And the and the um and the the um the the Mustafar aliens, they are clearly Asian stereotypes, and that's why people hate. That's me personally. Why I hate Jar Jar Binks. As a kid, I thought it was funny because Jar Jar was funny to me. But then when I got older and like you know, I started learning more about stereotypes. I said, "Oh, that is, ooh, that 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 that's tough." That, that, okay, that is, I, I can I can see that. Um, <laughs> Never actually, you know, in all my years, never really thought about it that way. (laughs) That's an eye opener to me. Um, (laughs) So I guess I can't argue with that. There's no argument for that one. But again, the 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 sequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, didn't bother me as much as the sequels because it really only grew some of those characters that we knew. Right. We can say what we want about Anakin. He still wasn't the worst thing in the world. He, he was, was giving quiet. bad dialogue. Hey, Chris, right, he was just giving bad dialogue. I think the actor did a fine job. I've never said that. I mean, dialogue sucked. Um, you know, not just the men, but the women and the children. If you slow that down to like demonic levels, it's so dark <laughs> and it's it's weird. <laughs> but I don't think that we get as much um, back for keeping these things alive people forget that the only reason we even have star wars now is because of guys like us that bought those books that tuned in for those those saturday morning shows you know he-man they they crapped all over the original he-man i'm like you know the only reason it's still around is because kids like me still had those action figures growing up and kept it alive so and and they and they yeah, and also it was one of the few shows from back in the day that you know they devolved like it was one of the few shows that devolved from just you know because you know back in the 80s shows were just toy commercials at that point yep but yeah one thing i like i i didn't grow up in the age i, I like I, I was born 93 so i'm a 90s kid and one no. thing that that like one of the things that you know drew me towards he-man was that 90s tv show because like oh this actually has a story to it Mm-hmm. And it's actually it's actually not it was actually kind of it was actually kind of dark because I do remember which one huh? the, soft, the space one the one in space it was the one that I think this rev um he meant revelation this the Netflix show it's a it's a continuation of that one I want, so that actually was an an eighties cartoon was um, it yeah because one one came in the, I I do remember either either. It was either nineties or early two thousands. I think. I think it went to syndication. So I, I was born in eighty three. Um, hold on, let, let me look it up because now I'm because there was a He Man show that came on TV. Hold up, He Man. Let me see. Oh, you're right. It was ninety to ninety one. Okay. I, just, what? I was Wait, like hold seven, on. so I guess I feel like it was in the eighties. See the Adventures Wait. of He Man. Yeah, the new Adventures of He Man was ninety to ninety one. That was the one where they were in space. Hold on, uh, He Man and the Masters of the Universe. I think was, that's what I'm thinking of. I think that that's was eighty three. 
Wait, yeah. really? Hold on. Because, yeah. hold on. He-Man. Because I just, I just typed in, I just typed in He-Man Master of the Universe. And there was a, there was a series in 2002. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, that one. Um, so, hold on. I watched that one, too. That one was fun. Um, see, I grew up on the original. Yeah. Original He-Man. And right. So 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 uh yeah that that one even had like the the like the that awesome artwork. Uh, oh yeah, that's why I loved it. I felt yeah they had, they have a comic book series based out of it too. Um, yeah. Yeah, two thousand two and two thousand three. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good one. But yeah, the the original He Man, the Masters of the Universe. Um, I as a kid, She-Ra, He-Man, you name it. If it was He-Man, I freaking loved it. And right, right. I used to run away from home to go to my aunt's house to watch He-Man and Thundercats. Um, okay, because we didn't have we didn't have cable. I didn't have TV at my house at all. And right. so uh, every every day or so, I'd get mad, and my mom she would go in the shower, get cleaned up, and ready for work. And while she was getting ready for work, I would pack my bag run over my aunt lived a few streets over and i would run away from home i would go to my aunt's house she would make me lunch my uncle would put on cartoons with me and we would watch he-man and thundercats she'd cut my hair sometimes and make me feel like i got away from my house and then my mom would show up and i'm like how did you know i was here um you know and <clears throat> so that nostalgia you know as a kid um when i went into the new he-man I brought my kid, you know, my daughter and I, we sat right. down to watch it because I tried to make her watch the original 83 series. And she was like, uh, this animation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it doesn't really hold up, but Hey, you know, thanks for trying. Um, but she was like, Hey, well, there's this new one. I know you like this as a kid. Can we watch that? And even if, you know, they had gone a different direction with the character, the overall story really didn't bug me. But we got like 15 minutes in and she looks at me and she goes, my daughter looks at me. She's like, why is she complaining so much? And she's like, oh, yeah. this is oh, really yeah, dumb. Yeah. They did fix it a little bit in like the, it, they, they fixed some of the problems in, in the, um in, in the uh, continuation of that, because for one, He-Man was actually in it. Um, but well, yeah, until he died again. <laughs> Yeah, but like, but like one thing I didn't say I didn't like because for me I, I did kind of enjoy it, but like, but like your daughter, I like, she complains a lot, yep. like, I was like, why, just like Galadriel and Lord of the Ring, boy, now wow. you started to bring back things that like, <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to hate nostalgia, like the only thing that has not gotten me tired of nostalgia is Batman, that, that that's because just like how He Man was to you, Batman is is what He Man was to you, I just. I love Batman. Like I, I've watched Dude, everything. Back. My first birthday cake was Batman. My wedding ring is Batman with diamonds in it. Um, my wife got me that because that's how big of a Batman fan I am. My first Halloween costume was Batman. My nickname was Batman. I <laughs> love Batman, and I actually so so when uh, you know the those terrible two movies, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, right? <laughs> I, when those came out, I didn't hate them. Because remember, you know, at that point in time, 
they it was just you go to the movies to have fun right right our expectations 20 years ago for film was a lot less than it is now and so i went there and i enjoyed them and then i remember a few years ago everyone's hating on them i was like yeah they were kind of dumb i mean like you know uh arnold schwarzenegger everybody chill um but i rewatched them but when i went to watch them i i I pictured them as like live action cartoons and they weren't that bad um but you know this new batman movie that came out i'll be honest you know i really i'm not a big fan of pattinson whatsoever i've seen a few of his movies outside of twilight and i don't think he's a terrible actor but i was like how is this guy going to be bruce wayne and I went into the movie. I enjoyed the Batman, um, but I was right. I, I really don't think he's a good Bruce Wayne yet. Now, if they fix it later on, I'm fine I with think, it. But... I think they'll fix it because, like, like I said, when we reviewed, the main problem I had was his Bruce Wayne. But I'm talking to the fact because Matt Reeves is an awesome director. Like the yeah. Planet of the Apes trilogy is probably one of my new, my, my, my one of my favorite modern trilogies because he. He knew what how to fix that shit after Mark Wahlberg fucked it up. Uh, <laughs> Again, Mark Wahlberg was just cast. You can't hate on him. <laughs> well, no, well, no, I say Mark Wahlberg. I, I, I just forgot who directed it. But I just like poking fun in that movie. Like, I really don't hate, like, I don't really hate Mark Wahlberg for I I just hate Mark Wahlberg for just him doing the same shit over and over with that it's just his voice i hate mark Wahlberg. actually i really like mark Wahlberg, and i met him when he was marky mark from the funky bunch but he's um, like a cool dude it's just he, he actually actor. isn't uh that bad no. of a person i have a story no. about him but the only thing i've ever hated that he did was transformers and it's because he took the role of a texan and he had a boston accent y- yeah that that like, yeah how can you be a deep south texan and not even say y'all <laughs> Like, yeah, and that was the only thing that separated me from that movie. I was like, uh, until he opened his mouth, this was fine. Or if you had said, hey, he's from Boston and he moved to Texas. But it's like, no, he's some deep Texas person with no accent. Sorry, I've been to Texas a few times. No, oh, trust, me. No- trust me, I, I live here now. And, and I was like, nobody nobody here sounds like mark Wahlberg, and he just i don't know i guess it's just his thing but every time he just reads his lines he just sounds like he's not sure about them he talks like this like i'm, I'm like everything ends with a question mark yeah <laughs> really guys and, and in uncharted like i said nostalgia i like i love these games like i like i like tom holland like i like tom holland i feel like he can he he can do it. I saw Uncharted. I came out of that movie. I said, "Why does Sony keep disappointing me?" They disappointed me. Tom Holland wasn't bad. Oh no, he was he was a good he was a good young Nathan Drake. It was just it it was like it didn't feel like Uncharted. It felt like generic g- generic adventure movie two two or two thousand <laughs> and and like that that was that was the thing about it like. Nothing felt like Uncharted. It just felt like the generic 2000 adventure movies because it didn't really focus Again, on it. The, you've got people that aren't invested in the property. Yeah, exactly. Making the movies. And, and it's made by Sony Studios. It's made yeah. 
by the studio that was created to make these video game movies and the video games into movies. So I'm like, how does the studio that is designated to doing this not get it? It's it's again, it's because of they're like, oh, well, it's got the, the name on it. It's going to pull. Um, it, so, so the biggest failure that I've seen this year um, was Halo. Oh, I, I didn't so, I didn't start it. So, so I watched the first couple episodes, um, and this is actually what sparked me to stop consuming everything they throw at us, because as nerds, they're abusing us, and they they're just they're using us right. for views, and they're using us for uh, free marketing because every time we complain, they get free marketing, right? Right. So. I watched it and I was like, this actually wouldn't be a bad sci-fi show by itself. Right. Like, but you've absolutely destroyed everything that made a lot of these characters unique. Um, one thing that I really liked about Halo was they, there was parts of it that to me seemed unique in the, right. in the story, like how they told these kid soldiers that they were being taken from their family. All these things they had done, they had precautions to keep from them from going against them they right. didn't have this torn like we're getting humanity that still is you know racist and at war with itself when that wasn't the humanity that we had in the series because humanity was supposed to be in a better position right 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 and i was like this is garbage and then they introduced the, like the chick side character that never pays off i, I read the i read the wiki I, I kept up with it just to just to keep up with like my own hatred and i was like this is so bad like why did you introduce a human insert character that has absolutely no payoff and her only thing in, in the world is she hate, she hates the other humans because they caused the death of her colony did she not watch all the aliens massacre her colony like this makes absolutely no sense and like it, it was just like one stumble after another and i was like okay so again you take the halo veneer off of it not a terrible terrible show you could get behind pieces of it it might have some nuances that you don't enjoy but it wasn't terrible what was terrible was it was halo and right. so i watched people sit there every day watching this show consuming it hating every minute of it and spending hours online complaining and i got in a chat room with him one day and i was like all right so here's here's my plan right if we all just stop watching this show it'll go away Right, you know, if you if you look at any any property that doesn't get the fanfare, they take it away for a little bit, they revamp it, they bring it back, you know. Right. So I was like, hey, everybody, just stop watching. They'll shut it down. What these jerks do? They watched every episode. They complain about every episode, and they gave them free marketing. They gave them airtime, and what we get? We got a second season. What? Master Sheiks is getting another season, what? and. When they announced it, everyone, of course, was angry and they were posting all over the place. And I got in there. I said, there's no one to blame for this but yourselves because you watched it. You watched every right. episode and you complained right. about every episode. Find well, something else to watch. <laughs> well, 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 Chris, I'm going to just end the conversation with this. I'm glad that you were I'm, I'm, just, I'm glad you were smart enough, you know, to get the police involved, to get away from your abusive. <laughs> get with your abusive spouse me i'm the dumbass i keep saying they'll do better 
just keep getting my ass beat every day. But hey, Batman. Um, but I want, but, <laughs> but I want to um, get back. Like we kind of went off. Yeah, we kind of we went, talked we, about we, an hour for on uh, nerd nostalgia. But that's cool because you know, like I said, we've already talked before. Like I don't think there's much more my fans can know about you. But I do want to ask you a few things about Crit. Mm-hmm. As far as it being adapted, say okay, say it's your dream, like it's a dream dream situation. You've got all these streaming services or networks lined up to want to adapt Crit. Who would you? What streaming service or platform would you like to pick it up? And who would you Apple. like to? Huh? Apple? Okay. Yeah, because who? we wouldn't get drowned out. And I thought about this recently, actually. Because I've uh, I have a film company I've been working with, and I'm working on some pitches. Uh, okay, trying to raise some capital for a short animation to use as a pitch, and Apple doesn't have anything in the way of, you know, comic books, superheroes, anything like that. Um, it has some nerd nostalgia with uh, right. the Quest, and it's it's a relatively new streaming service, so we would get top spot versus something like say Netflix or Amazon where right. they, they would bury us. Right. 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 Um, so I, I, I like the idea of going to Apple. Um, I also use, I use an Apple iPad to draw the book. So, you know, I can, I can pitch that. It's like, Hey, I use your products to make this. So, <laughs> you know, um, and, and I think just because it's still relatively new, it has a good user base as well. Right. And it's going to grow because I like a lot of content on Apple TV. Um, I need to get that. Isn't Ted Lasso on there? I was just about to say Ted Lasso is one of the only shows that actually makes me feel good. Right. Um, the show, it, even if you suffer from depression, it really gives you perspective on a lot of things just from oh, watching he's, it. He's just a very it's, optimistic. He's just a very optimistic dude. He is. He has. A, and there are things said in that show that I actually have adapted into my daily life just right. because I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's kind of cool. Um, right. I really appreciate what they've done with that show. And same right. with Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest handles a lot of controversial subjects in a funny yet educational manner. And I love that show. Also, it's got the guy from Always Sunny in it, and so that that makes okay. me happy. Um, there's there's some quality content on there, you know. Right. It, it, there's enough to keep you entertained. It's growing. Shoot, so shoot, shoot. Um, one of their movies won best best film, I think. Yep. If I'm, it, if I'm a mistaken. lot of stuff on there does really well, and I think it's because they people will pitch to it, knowing that it's still growing property versus netflix you know um so yeah i'd want netflix as far as uh cast we did a dream cast recently so lay it on have to be kevin kevin hart uh only because eddie murphy's too old um yeah okay 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 Every one of these is is the person who is that character in real life has been like, yep, this that would be them. It's either either Kevin Hart or have you seen? Um, uh, I can't think. I just know the the theme songs. Like, who's that girl? It's Jess. It's the 
Uh, tomorrow life from um like hey uh, is it hey Jesse? Uh, no, it's a it's a, it's a freaking girl from uh from the from Elf. I can't think of her. Oh, name. I know who. Well, Zoe Deschanel from uh what is it called? It'll pop up. New Girl. So okay. the 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 one guy from New Girl. I can't think of his name. Uh, Lamorne Morris. There you go. Um, okay. He could handle the, 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 you have to have someone who can do dry comedy because right, right. older tries to be like a very cringe, dry comedy, uh, good hero. You know, he's always trying really hard. So right. we, uh, him, the, the, the main dude from, uh, it's always sunny would totally be caliber either that or the guy that plays Ted Lasso. Um, okay. We, yeah. Spectre, we, we never really agree on Spectre because he's supposed to be young, but all the actors that can really pull him off are, are a little bit too old. Uh, oh, I think somebody helped us out. Uh, Zoe. Yep. De Chanel. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and we said for, um, for Bones, Really, just any really tall actor because Bones is all the, all of Bones' dialogue from now on is memes and gifs. He doesn't talk oh. anymore. So, oh, that's, oh, that's brilliant. That, uh, that's brilliant. Yeah, and he's in a suit. So I think at some point I'll, I'll unmask him because my friend was like, "Do I ever get a face?" Uh, but he's only been in two books, so you know he can wait. Okay. Um, and then Reach is Jack Black because uh, my friend Obi looks like Jack Black. So it works. <laughs> okay. And then you just need a CGI cat. So okay. So now my question is, who would you want to direct it? That's tough. See, I would want someone who could appreciate the com- comedy, but not overdo the comedy. I mean, James Gunn definitely could I'm, do it. I was about to, I was about to suggest James Gunn because like people don't. A lot of people don't know James Gunn prior to like Guardians of the Galaxy, but if you know his like his trauma film days, like I was thinking about it, the whole time we're talking about like, the way that your comedy is, I could see James Gunn doing that. Oh yeah, jo- it, when when the Suicide Squad came out, right, and right. and Peacemaker, okay, those two when Peacemaker and Suicide Squad came out, we we watched Peacemaker together, and that. That scene where they're having the, the the show off to see who can kill the most people the coolest way, right? I was like, that's literally Boulder and Caliber, you know? Right. And then in Peacemaker, there's a few lines where the vigilante character is literally Caliber, and right. I'm like, this is this is bad, you know? Like, but yeah, James Gunn gets the gets it. James Gunn could definitely do it, no questions asked. Um, the only thing about me with this. If anybody ever did pick it up, it would have to be adapted correctly, right? Because the the entire book, every character, is a real life counterpart to my friend, right? You know, the names are their names. Like Brad Haynes is a real person, okay? Right. Like he is a real person. Austin Ferguson, real person. These are real people. I would want them portrayed correctly. Um, we agree there's only one character that could be gender swapped and that would be caliber because it would be so funny and as long as the that the character would always feel like they were supposed to be a man we're totally fine with it 
Um, right. Because even Brett, I was like, what, you know, what if we get in there and they tell us we have to have a female cast member? Brad was like, well, yeah, as long as they got a chick to play me and the entire time she felt like she was a man, a woman uh, or a man trapped in a woman's body, totally fine. You know, right. play the comedy aspect of it because he's a sarcastic jerk. And he was like, as long as like he doesn't want it to be fourth wall breaking, but he always want, he wants it to be like, you know, like he just wants like a tomboy kind of kind of not not someone who's struggling with that, but someone who is just like, man, I should have been I should have been born a guy, you know, right? Um, something like that. I think that would be funny as long as it was done right. Um, right. And most of the other characters like the NPCs, Richter. Uh, really, uh, the guy from um, what is it? That Aliens movie that James Cameron is doing right now. Uh, uh, Avatar. Avatar. You know the guy in the first one with the robot suit, the the, the old old guy. Ah uh, man, it's been so long since I've seen that seen that blue cat movie. Uh, <laughs> but I know what you talk. I know. I know. What you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that that dude. Um, Ooh, shit, it comes hey, out hey. this year. <laughs> comes out like a couple weeks, I think. What the? Um, yeah, oh Stephen Lang. So Stephen Lang could totally be Richter, pretty much in and in and through, and anybody could be Shaw. Um, doesn't really matter. Anybody can be him as long as he's, you know, obsessed with himself and self promotion. We're fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying, if, if you want to fast forward this pro th- th- this process. I can get my Joe Pesci from Goodfellas on at, at, at Apple headquarters. I can I convince him to put I, I can I can convince him. I can put on my Joe Pesci charm for you. you Do know? it. You know, I love Joe Pesci. <laughs> I wish he was still around doing a lot of stuff. He was fun. Oh yes. Oh, oh man, look, and like it it like it, it's a joke. Like I, I say this as a joke on my show. But I say that Mickey Mouse, I just picture as as the Joe Pesci type character from Goodfellas. Every time somebody gets out of line, I can see like, it. Like whenever when people leak Marvel stuff, like when Tom Holland keeps on fucking up, I I just picture Mickey with that Joe Pesci voice, just just berating Tom Holland. I, you know, I don't disagree with you, and I think Pesci's still around, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's still around. Well, you know what? I don't want to kill him off because I have a tendency of doing that. So let me make sure. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, he's still around. He, I mean, he okay, old good. as fuck. Yeah, he old as fuck, but he's still around. He's been around since. Uh, oh God, he, his acting career started in '61. Jesus. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't mind Joe Pesci doing anything because he's Italian. Uh, I'm. You know, my family came here from Italy, so uh, you know it'd be kind of cool to have an Italian tied to Crit. <laughs> Actually, it was really funny when they were casting me. The guys were like, "You need to have Joe Pesci. He's short and he's Italian. You're fine." Man, wait, how tall are you? I'm five, five, six. You know, I'm not. Oh, I'm about to say, yeah. Now, like, I like that ain't that that ain't that that that's right. Not me. I'm short, but like I said, if you would have Joe Pesci play you in that show, man, look. You will have a you will have a fan. I I love Joe Pesci. I have I would I would die if Joe Pesci was attached to it. Just because growing up, you know, you always saw Joe. I mean, I you, I grew up on Home Alone movies. You know, Joe right. Pesci in there, um, and Joe Pesci and uh, can't think of it. The guy uh, Always Sunny played the Penguin. 
it's late for me here, so I'm sorry. Uh, Penguin and Batman Returns. Uh, um, uh, Danny oh, DeVito. There you go. Yeah, Danny DeVito. So yeah. You give me Joe Pesci or Danny DeVito in a movie, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Danny DeVito, so a buddy of mine, actually, when uh, I'm going to Baltimore Comic Con tomorrow night, and uh, my buddy Jason, he, he's, like, really tall. But everyone says we're, like, twins. And so we, we want to do a twins photo shoot where he's, like, tall like Arnold, and I'm short like Danny DeVito. Do it. Do, man, you should do it. But like, So we, should, yeah. we need to end on this because I also need to go. But if, I, they're I, gonna I, do, I, if they're continually going to give us rehashes of old movies, you know, I think – the Rock and Kevin Hart need to remake Twins because oh, yeah. they're probably the only duo right now that I can see doing it. I mean, they're it's so crazy because even though some of the movies are not that good with the both amendment, I still enjoyed them just because you can tell that they are actually friends and they love yeah. working with each other. Like in Jumanji, Jumanji Two was probably my favorite out the two just because. Danny, uh, I'm just calling Danny, Danny, um, Danny Glover, but Kevin Hart acting like Danny Glover and uh, The Rock acting like Danny DeVito that was the funniest shit ever because, like, oh, they're actually not doing the same shit, it's actually something new and it's refreshing, and yeah. they work well off each other. But yeah, man, but I don't want to hold you any much longer. <laughs> this really wasn't an interview. Sorry, um, sorry, Jeff. I know we set up an interview, but uh, this came out as conversation, but it was a fun conversation. Well, and before we head out, everybody go check out my Kickstarter, it runs until November 11th. Uh, matter of fact, there's a ton of stuff in there. And matter of fact, let me go ahead and put it in the comment section. Thank Uh, you, sir. Digital start at three bucks. You can get caught up on the entire thing for like eight dollars, and you get. For eight bucks, you get get all seven crit books on top of six free digital indie books because we unlocked that stretch goal. So, really, for eight bucks, you're going to get thirteen books. So, that right there is a steal in itself. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to put it in the comment section because I typed in crit and box mocking it popped up. Hold on, yeah. once. and uh, the energy drinks are on the Kickstarter as well. So, if you want to get a crit energy one. drink, they are on. I'm there. Getting- I'm getting one. I'm getting that one. Oh, okay. I think I found it. It's crit uh, caffeinated chaos. Yeah. That is yeah. us. Yeah. Let me go ahead and uh, help my man's out and put it in the comment section so you guys can go check it out. Thank you. Appreciate I, I keep it, telling man, no, no, no problem. I'm a I'm a slut for comics. So <laughs> so uh, comics are such a good medium for storytelling. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me how I translate D&D into comics. And it's really not that hard because you're just taking, you know, visual and, and, and visual storytelling. And with D&D, most of what we do happens in right. our head. You know, okay. so I'm just taking what I see in my head and I'm putting it on paper because I record all the sessions and then just kind of transcribe them out, storyboard it and turn it into a comic book and you know i taught myself how to draw in order to do this book too so every book that you open i taught myself how to do that so i I never went to school so i remember you telling me the story because i think you said wasn't your wife helping you out at first um Um, yeah she she wrote me apart for a long time (laughs) yeah i remember we talked about that yeah 
my wife legit said that I was no good. Um, which was fine. hey, but that's what that, hey, that's what hey, that's what our significant others are there for. Like, look, when you when you ain't up to par, they gotta let you know. Oh yeah, look, yeah. look I love you, but this is shit. She's, my wife's a, a very talented individual. She's an amazing artist. She's an amazing photographer. And she was like, so this is something you really want to do? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, I guess we need to teach you how to do it right. Yeah. And, and also. So, yeah, we spent about a year teaching me how to do this stuff. Yeah. And also, awesome. you know, getting get some love out there. Covers Thank dope. You. But yeah. yeah the, the cover art that I, I always get, like, top level cover art because um, there's so many talented artists. And they all have like a, so I, I find these artists that have different niches. I get somebody that likes to do funny art. I like someone that likes to do like the really intense, like art. And then I get to, I, I have uh, Mo Lubison who just does very, like this very solid nineties feel. Uh, right. And I like to, I, I just like to use, utilize those things. As far as the interior work, I will show all this cause I've been working on it all week. Um, okay. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Yeah. So, I just finished this page. I haven't colored it yet. I mean, I'll turn the brightness down on my screen a little bit here. Give me one second. So, can you? There we go. So you can kind of oh. see that. Oh, it's kind of. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So Caliber runs, runs in, as you can see, he's running into. See what's going on in this uh, this one scene, and it doesn't end well for him because uh, in game. He's in this book. They uh, they take on this new role of owning a coffee shop. So Caliber is a barista, and they're serving coffee outside this venue uh, where there's a big electronics expo. They're showing off big giant robots, and of course the robots go haywire. And Caliber just runs right into combat because he's like, I really hate being a barista, so I want to go fight and kill something. Shows up and he totally forgot his guns because even in game I asked him one of the first questions. So. Are you serving it with like your guns and everything on, or what are you doing? And he's like, no, no, I just have an apron with the suit because I want people to know caliber serving coffee. Um, he didn't have weapons on him whatsoever, so he actually runs into combat, forgets his guns. He gets in. He's like, you know, on the recording, he's like, okay, well then I'm just going to shoot the robot. And I was like, but Brad, you don't have any guns. And he's like, well then I'll just throw a grenade. I have to have grenades on me. I was like. I was like, roll me to see if you have grenades. And he rolled a one. And I was like, so when you reach into your pocket, you have a bag of coffee. And he's like, well, screw it. I threw a bag of coffee at him. So um, that's that's the caffeinated chaos right there. It's, it's uh, again, this entire book is a bunch of friends that wake up one day with superpowers and fight crime. Not everything really ends well for them at all times. <laughs> well, man, hey, we're going to end it, but I'm, yeah, man. Also, I have a question for you, just for me personally, because mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a slut for comics. Is there any way that I can get like I, I can get the previous issues? Since I know, like you know, you yeah. started. Okay, yeah. So, how would people go about doing that? They want to get the previous issues. You can go to homebrewedcomics.com. Issue zero is absolutely free. All okay. my digital copies are a buck. So, okay. Um, you, know, you can go on there, download them. They're on the Kickstarter as well. If you back previous Kickstarters, you probably have all the other digital copies too. Um, but yeah, I always I make issue zero free. That way, people know what they're getting into to okay. see if it's worth your time. And I make them all a dollar because digital copies cost me absolutely nothing once they're done anyway. So, okay, well, well, y'all, y'all heard it here. 
And um, just like the, um, I feel like, okay, I already knew that was going to happen. As soon as I typed in homebrew, homebrew comics, coffee was going to pop up. Yep. Homebrew. <laughs> homebrew. Okay. If you go to homebrewcomics.com, that's that's uh, our stuff. Okay. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that in the, uh, you said homebrewed, right? Yep. Homebrewed. homebrewed. Comics.com. Come on, don't give me coffee again. Give me the actual website. Yep, I got it. I'm put this in the in the um in the comment section as well. But sir, I know you gotta get going. Once again, man, it's been a very fun time. It's been a pleasure to be able to talk to you again. Same dude. And this is all just more of a conversation. And like <laughs> I said, we can like I said, I'm gonna go ahead and get my little suit on and get my Joe Pesci on the Apple. We're gonna get that. <laughs> we're gonna get that, that that crit apple tv that crit apple exclusive we're gonna get it out let's, and also let's make this happen oh um, yes i am totally about getting getting you in there <laughs> and also y'all uh you say you're gonna be at Balt uh, the baltimore yeah. comic con yep. check them out y'all so i'll check be there out, friday saturday sunday yeah Boom, check, d33 check d33 yep all right yeah well you heard it here folks check him out and man it's been such a pleasure talking to you but Same. just like but just like you i want to get off here i'm hungry as hell <laughs> um well y'all it's been another successful interview y'all know where to find me at um i'm your friendly neighborhood dreadhead find me on any of your social medias facebook i must say popcorn facebook TikTok. um well, let me crazy if i had popcorn brand uh facebook TikTok, <laughs> instagram twitter all that jazz and uh mr chris where can they find you at uh, oh okay just can't find them wherever you can folks <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry i thought you said goodbye <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you, can, you can find me on social media uh homebrewed comics on instagram at homebrewed comics you can find me at homebrewed comics on facebook but it's an x instead of a cs and then the same with twitter those are like the three ones that i use um mainly instagram that's what i like the most so hit me up on instagram i'm always on there talking to somebody all right he's always there y'all and i'm always here just shoot me an email at brain to popcorn at 93 brain to popcorn 93 at gmail.com but folks just like everything things has come to the end but remember when you always come to these reviews and interviews just remember to always bring the popcorn all right y'all we are out. I don't have any music, so we're just going to end it here. <laughs> Peace.